Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. Woohoo! We actually did another just straight week, not two weeks or three weeks, but I, let's see, I think it's next week that I start working Thursdays in the shop. So we will have to, it'll be another interesting gap or something, figuring out our schedules. But, um, oh, I also forgot to mention, I was going to tell you just before we got on, but it really doesn't matter. Um, cause you know, last week you found a few items on the like free items, your cabinet and whatnot. Uh, I picked up a bench today while I was in town for free off this Facebook page. That's in Truckee. It's like a, a garden bench. The lady said, um, I'll have to show, I'll text you a picture of it later. Cause it's a little too far from the computer. I think to see, cause I moved it out on this point. I don't know. I like the slate patio thing you did. Oh, thank you. Do you see the, bench? See the bench? Yeah. What is on the back of it? It looks like it's see-through. Yeah. It's like a metal design. Okay. Um, it's not incredibly sturdy feeling, but yeah. I was like, you know what, whatever. It's a different place to sit besides a camp chair out here. And, uh, I could put like a cushion on it because the wood is, you know, not that ideal. So put a little outdoor cushion thing on it. And if it breaks, it breaks and we just burn it in the winter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> maybe like, t- maybe you do, do you feel like you need to like tighten some screws or do you feel like it's the wood itself? Uh, a little of both because I don't, I haven't really um, inspected it. So I'm not too sure if the, like where the, the legs and how they're constructed, if I can tighten it or yeah. if I would totally have to replace them, but I could keep that metal piece or something. And I don't know, maybe just keep even the whole backing, uh, but it's like, it's free. I don't fucking care. I'm putting it up here. We have nothing yeah. live in a trailer. So whatever. It's not like it's going to make this place look worse. <laughs> yeah, of course you got the space. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like it can go anywhere. We're, Andrew picked up a free picnic table last year and um, we wanted to put new boards on it. And we haven't done that yet. And then put that up here at a different, at a point where there was a picnic table when we first looked at the property. And then we came back up like the next time after we started going through the sale process and the owners like took the picnic table. I mean, we even noticed when we were here, it was like locked, like chain and locked. That is so weird. It's like such a, you know, quiet place. Like why? I don't know if they just locked it because it was up for sale and they were having people come up and look at things. I don't know, but I was yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing the picnic table. <laughs> what about wildlife? Do you have like bears or big animals that would like fuck up a, a picnic table? No, I don't think they would mess with it at all unless there was obviously like food on it or anything. Um, but shut that door so it doesn't slam uh so yeah I was I was happy with that find and I'm like oh now I, I gotta peruse these groups a little more because there's a point that I was trying not to collect a bunch of stuff because we were moving and I'm like we have too much shit I cannot be gathering anymore but I'm looking for a futon too 
uh, even just a frame because that's what I had envisioned where I put that bench just right behind the trailer here. Uh, so I could like, we could just come lounge because it'd be a little more comfortable outside. And then I could lay on it even too, you know, um, because there's no grass. Yeah. I love going out and like laying on the grass and reading a book or something, even putting a blanket down, like it's just in dirt. So it wouldn't be ideal. So uh, if anyone out there listening in my area has a futon for free, <laughs> Yeah, totally how's your last week been going mm, really good uh we went on a backpacking trip this oh, weekend yeah. and it was awesome it was our first family backpacking trip where Quincy like carried his own pack and oh, wow. Murray came and oh I didn't know Murray was going I thought yeah, I was Murray and went and some friends yeah Murray came it was awesome and my pack wasn't as heavy and it was so great everything went really smooth we went um out to shy shy and so it's a four-hour drive from here to get to there so Friday night we got all of our stuff together and left around left town around like two and then drove out to a friend's family property out in Port Townsend which is two hours away from Tacoma and slept there Friday night so that we could wake up at our leisure and go get our permits and then make our way to Shy Shy. Um, right, because it's yeah. it, it's not private like it's, land, it's, but it's it's on the national park. But in okay. order to get there, you have to go through the Macaw um, tribal land, and you have to buy permits and you park at somebody's house and. Yeah, it was a good trail, pretty flat. There was like this huge muddy section. And of course I read the reviews or the trip reports before I went and people were like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of mud. And I'm like, aha, pansies, whatever. Like just really didn't take it seriously. And then I got there and I was like, oh, we're literally trudging through probably like a mile worth of like massive, huge mud puddles. And that's like half the distance. It's like half a distance, (laughs) like a quarter of it at least. And like, there's just like trails that are like going around the mud puddles. And we're all just kind of like, why haven't they done something about this? Or like, what could they do? And so uh, Murray and our buddy Kyle were talking about making robots that would haul in gravel and just like dump it. Uh, Or how they like, they have these work parties and don't pay the people and it's just people who come to volunteer yeah you know like it's just interesting how things are delegated yeah I mean the only way well has it had been rainy um no not really it's been pretty dry I mean like on the coast it's a lot different from here so uh because you have it but um I don't want to say it's been like out of normal rain I mean yeah. Just curious that at this time of year that it would be so muddy for that long. Yeah. But I like, like definitely there was a difference between day one and day two. Mm-hmm. Like the day we hiked in was wetter than the day we left. So maybe there was like a rain event. Uh yeah. Uh, things like uh marshy, I don't know. They, it's just interesting that there hasn't been any remediation for that, especially since it's such a popular an accessible trail like so many people go there and, and like for- I feel like one of the few I haven't been there but TK and Jen have gone a handful of times and um Joe and Jason and stuff and so just from the pictures I've seen of it I feel like it's one of the I don't know just 
few nice long like big sandy beaches we have so much rocky beaches and stuff in Washington that um it just seems so like nice and the expanse of it that yeah or especially because when you're you as you said people are going around and Mm -hmm. that's not always good either I don't know what the trail like the trail in is like but you know on trail systems they get very specific of staying on the trail and not going off and ruining you know the veggies vegetation or whatnot that's the trail so yeah so it's like it's just getting the trails now getting wider and wider Mm -hmm. and could mess up other things long term instead of uh trying to figure out how to mitigate that issue Um, yeah but so yeah interesting interesting stuff well that's super awesome that all of you guys went yeah it was so great and like everyone just did really really well how have you been how was your last week good um I did end up getting the truck I talked about last week so yeah that was good yes and so I guess this kind of is a good segue into what I wanted to talk about anyways because uh I've had like mixed feelings kind of about the truck I'm super excited to have one because I'm really happy to that we both have our own vehicles now and we don't have to coordinate schedules as much and especially being up here in the property we can just kind of do things at as we need to and I have more flexibility of coming back and forth and also just a second truck again to help with whatever load up stuff like I brought down we had to borrow our buddy's water tank again yesterday because we still haven't gotten our own or was it yesterday? yeah yesterday uh, so it was nice to be able to go like grab it, take it to town, um, and meet Andrew, like trade the dogs off there. And then he took the tank and filled it and came back home to fill our tank in the fifth wheel because I had an event in Reno, um, which I mean, if I had the the truck, the one truck, I still would have it up here and be able to go do that and just drop it off for him except then I'd have to use that vehicle to get to Reno and he'd just be stuck in town and it would just be a mess. So it was super nice that I was able to make this event. Um, it was for, I talked about this, I believe the outdoor women's it's called outdoor women's wellness. And it's like an organization and I'm an ambassador for them. And they have a network of, um, women professionals who are just trying to educate outdoor women and how to, get the proper like nutrition exercise all those different things so this event was the four pillars of health and those four pillars are um sleep exercise nutrition and mental health and so in mental health like we got into emotions and there's there was like six major emotions and I should have took a picture I saw people taking pictures of the slides and I I didn't think about it at that time but like sadness anger, fear, surprise, happiness. Um, and I don't remember exactly guilt, frustration. Yeah. So, uh, and that's guilt and frustration are what I'm kind of feeling around the truck because, um, like I'm, I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty over the ether. And I mean, you know, what is going on and everything, but, 
of just the situation that put us into the one vehicle uh, thing. So because of that situation, I feel a bit of guilt that I got a new vehicle out of it. And because if if that never would have happened, I would still just be driving the red truck. And so, yeah, it's just this weird space of feeling stoked to have a vehicle, but I don't feel like I can truly enjoy that. I have like a new vehicle. Yeah. Which is like your, is this the first newest vehicle you've ever bought? Yeah. Yeah. It's a 2021 and I've, my last truck was a 2000 and that was the newest vehicle I had had at that time. And I, it was 15 years old when I got it. And I thought it was like, yes, like I had power windows. It's like, hell yeah. Um, And, and yeah, so it feels a little weird and, oh, I feel like I'm getting like super emotional suddenly that, yeah, I just don't feel like I can just be super happy about it. Yeah. Yep. Just emotions suck. (laughs) Yeah, they're heavy, man, especially when they when it's like a combination of a multitude of emotions due to a situation, it's compounding in you and you and like, where does all that go? Yeah, man. And then so, yeah, this like frustration or guilt or whatever. And it just sucks that when you feel like there's something good for yourself going on, but someone else close to you is not in the best situation that you just like like how are you happy you can't be happy for yourself and I feel like especially as as ladies we do that a lot of putting our emotions aside to cater to other people's yes and I've yeah just the last like couple weeks too my frustration level has just been through the roof and I've just been so freaking angry at certain situations. Um, and it all just came to a head. Like it's just, I didn't really notice this frustration. And then cause I gave everything a little bit of time. And I think that now that it's been some time and I'm not seeing these certain things that I, I thought I might see within the last few weeks. Now it's just become into frustration and anger and I'm just like losing my shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, how, and I, I wanted to ask, I don't know. I should have asked last night, but, um, cause I did have a little question, an answer uh, thing at the end uh, and but it was already kind of running late and it, all these questions were pretty loaded anyways it's hard in those instances when they each section was kind of like 15 minutes you know and it's leading into a program that they're gonna have uh called the same name as the event the four pillars of health so it's a it'll be a educational like program they they put out online where you can dive much deeper into all these four pillars um but yeah I just wanted to especially ask the mental health lady the therapist of yeah. like like just frustration like how the heck a good way to deal with it um because I've always yeah. had a lot of like 
like anger and get frustrated really easily. And I just don't have much of an outlet anymore. It's always come out and like just yelling or screaming or crying. Yeah. Um, and then other than working out or something, um, but just better ways to deal with all emotions. And she actually did go through that. And let me see, I did take a couple of pictures of this slide. I wonder if talking them out and like writing them down, people are always like, yeah, do that. And you're like, but I don't get the same release as when I do yell or cry. Yeah, exactly. No, like it's true. Sometimes you're not getting that like, (sighs) or take a deep breath, you know, like reel it back in, but it's like, when you do have these intense feelings about situations in life and you can't like fully release. And then when you do, it comes to like a boiling point situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I think that's okay because it's got to go fucking somewhere. Right. right? It it just depends, I guess, on, I don't know who you're, what you're saying, I guess, or how it's coming out, you know, like, or where it's directed to yeah, who it's directed at. Like, cause usually like a lot of my main argue, like most of my arguments are with people that I live with. So like my son and Murray. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like, I usually, and, and, and I really want to talk about the whole as women thing. We, we, absorb and buffer so many situations in our lives because I feel like we are the peace givers. We are the, you know, there's just like with being a woman, we just like hold these standards unbeknownst to us a lot yeah, of the time. And, totally. and we're total like buffer zones for like uh, other people's feelings and emotions. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like most women were sponges, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. Cause we are better at like listening and obviously every individual is completely different. Some are better, some are worse. You know, there's some great men listeners, all of that, but you know, just usually naturally, I guess it is more often women. So we put ourselves in that position of being the listener and then it kind of seems like by the time you know all that if someone's having a chat with you you take all that in and there's no more space left for you to to get out what you need to or if you do like that person that you're having the conversation with is not as good of a listener so it still doesn't feel like you got anywhere um especially when you are dealing with situations where it's man and woman yeah totally I hate to say it but it's totally true like I don't communicate with Marie like I do with you or my other girlfriends like I just can't like easily talk about things with him which I in my therapy session last week um I started to make like a priority list of like home projects or just projects in general. And cause I have a problem with like having too many projects and like needing to focus yeah. on doing the one week at a time, one day at a time, one month at a time thing. So anyways, I was working with that with my therapist. And so I have like a running to-do list with her, which it's so nice to have. Oh my God, to just have like someone to hold you accountable for being like, did you do this? And so, yeah, 
I've been doing that with my therapist. And I was like, I haven't talked to Murray yet about prepping our house to paint it. And she's like, do you think that's some sort of like subconscious thing? And I'm like, oh, Birkin Durr, of course it is. And it's because of these like roles that we play in a real in relationships, especially ongoing long, long-term ones where you just automatically assume something of the other person. So therefore you automatically assume this thing that you do, like not talking to your person. So but with all that said, Marie and I did talk about prepping our house and we're prepping our house to paint. So that's well, that's awesome. <laughs> were you just like why didn't you want to have the conversation, conversation with them? What were you were you afraid because, he wouldn't okay, want so, to do it or he wouldn't want you to do it by yourself? Um, great question. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, I think that a big reason why I didn't talk to him was because we had it was like getting back from Mexico, getting back to our grind. Like he, I don't know, after coming off vacation, getting back to work is so difficult. Mm-hmm. Getting back to your real life is like such a trip because you were able to have this time to just relax and be and be free and not have to deal with the day-to-days. Um, that it's definitely a transition. So I think that that had something to do with it. I also think that like, he wasn't in the best mood. So it wasn't the right time to be like, Hey, we need to paint our house. Yes. In addition to all the other shit we've got going on. But, um, I talked to him about it when we were on shy, shy, we, we were, it was like just him and I, and like, we were walking on the beach and it was so romantic. And I think I fell back in love with Murray and it's great. (laughs) And so we were able to talk about this task, which normally there's like a lot of like uh, headbutting when Murray and I talk about tasks because I feel like there's this role where he like feels like he needs to teach me, which he does. Uh-huh. Because, Have I ever painted a house? No. <laughs> Have I ever a house to paint one? No. So it was just really great that it was very reciprocal. And I was like, Hey, I want to do the prep. Like, I know it's going to be a massive undertaking, but I'm not working full time right now. And I have the time to do it. So let me do it. So, uh, yeah, we, and he like talked about making a tool that we're going to use to scrape the house and vacuum it up at the same time, because he's really worried about it potentially being lead paint. Oh yeah. Especially. Yeah. Old house. I mean, I don't think it necessarily is because this house was probably painted like 15 years ago and I don't, but, but like if we do scrape off excess paint, the other layers could potentially be lead. Right. Yeah. Because I'm sure like not every time it was taken to the to the bone and just painted over uh well what you said about um him potentially not like he wasn't in the greatest mood so kind of putting off um talking to him that is something that happens to me often too and it also really pisses me off and so it's so annoying that I feel like there again, we are catering for someone else. Like we have shit that we need to get done or want to get done, but want to have a conversation with our partner, whether that's because, uh, it's something that involves them. Like it's your house or you guys have together. Yeah. Or like you just want their opinion and all of a sudden for days on end they're just in a shitty mood and you just don't feel like you can talk to them about it and and you're just wasting time and it really pisses me off when I feel like my time is wasted 
And then I get resentful of like, I wanted to do this a week ago, but you were in such a bad, crappy mood. I didn't feel like I could talk to you. And then like projecting then all these feelings onto that person. Yep. um, It makes it just even worse where it's like, well, what would have happened if I tried to have the conversation when they were in a crappy mood? Would it have made things worse or is it worse that I have now like this kind of anger and resentment because uh, I feel like I have to pussyfoot around and and then I like get real mad and I say that stuff of like, you know, I feel like your mother or like I have to treat you like a child and I have to pussyfoot around so you don't throw a temper tantrum because in the end, I don't want to deal with now your like attitude about it so it's in my mind a little more selfish when I don't want to bring something up because it's gonna like potentially bring more on me uh-huh. than I want to um and but it's just I think all of it is wrong all of those feelings are like you shouldn't be put in those positions yes and everyone's that way you know I'm sure there's been several times I come home from work not in a good mood or something and maybe Andrew wanted to talk to me about something and and then didn't want to bring it up and held it in or something the reason I doubt that is just because he's not the biggest communicator anyway so I just kind of doubt that he's been in that situation at least as much as I feel I have um and or there's times if I say I want to have a conversation and like, you know, but without you getting mad and then he just like leaves or walks away or something because he knows that the conversation obviously is going to bring up these feelings in him. And then the conversation doesn't happen. And that's where shit like therapy or something comes, Yep, comes into it because I can try my best because I feel that I am pretty self-aware of my feelings. So if I am in a place where I am saying, I would like to have a conversation with you and it might stir up some feelings. I already know, like it could also stir up feelings in me, but I'm not, I can't control him. I can't take on like the therapy role of trying to control his emotions while also getting my emotions out. So, uh, it just, it's so, so hard navigating the communication when you're feeling feelings like that whether it's anger sadness guilt whatever fear whatever it may be it's so hard to talk to anybody when you have those deep feelings because you don't know how they're going to to take it or what their own feelings are because it, it may arise those feelings in themselves or different feelings or whatnot and I don't know it's just that's why so many people don't have those hard conversations they don't want to open up the can of worms of digging deeper into themselves or the other person um and sitting with those feelings and letting things get ugly and yelling and screaming you know like it's really it's people have traumas from like being yelled at you know like it's real it is and you know, some, when you're yelling in the moment too, and you're really angry, you may say things that you really don't mean or just sound extra harsh as to if you were to really just talk about it and have a conversation. Um, but it's interesting to, with 
this day and age of what is out there about children and gosh, I read something the other day and it was, it was definitely online. I never looked into what, if, if anything was true about it, but something about yelling at kids and them not being able to tell the difference really of what the actual emotions are. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I have no idea, but it kind of is, it reminded me of animals and how yelling at animals when they, like, if you come home from work and the dog shit on the carpet or ate something, if you just yell at them immediately, they're not going to associate that with what they've done wrong. They're going to associate with you coming home and yelling at them. Yeah. Now there's also so many arguments about that because like I've, I even sometimes question it myself because when I go find the chewed up thing and I come out and the dog like cowers and goes away, it's like, they know they did something wrong, but they, they don't necessarily put it like, that's why you're yelling at them. Like, um, so I feel like it was similar kind of context to that with the children thing, but and I feel like some adults, oh yeah. So they just like kind of shut down, they shut down totally. too. And then, yeah. so if you get yelled at a lot as a child, then as an adult, the same thing could happen that when, you know, confrontation happens, you just shut down, you're not yes. dealing with it. And now to come to think of it, this is exactly what the, a lady brought the woman brought up last night, um, about the mental health where it can really affect people and their self-confidence when they're older and not even recognizing, not being able to recognize their own emotions. And her example was if, um, when you're told not to feel a certain way yes. or why. So as a, and she used a child, but I think this happens again as adults, especially in relationships where you're like, why are you angry? Like you shouldn't be angry. And then that child is like, well, what are, what am I feeling? Because emotions trigger physical feelings in your body. Yes. No matter which one it is, you feel things like maybe a little nauseous or tingly or like there's physical things that happen in your body, physical reactions to every emotion. And so when you're getting told you shouldn't feel this way, it's a you're thinking your body is like lying to you or something. So at an early age, you start to just, just push that away and ignore it all. Then leading into adulthood and whatnot, you now don't recognize communication or anything anymore because you've stuffed all that away. And what she said, as far as skills with, uh, feelings, she had the I triple a, um, oh God, where did, oh, there it is. And it was identify. So like identify this, this would be like what you're doing. If you feel something in the moment, like feeling an emotion right away, identify what's happening, like in your body, in your mind, um, accept what's happening and attribute. I can't remember exactly like what that, what she had said for that um like maybe attribute yeah to maybe to like yeah and maybe to what um caused it yes maybe like what happened that made me start to feel this way 
And then what is your, what is your action going to be about it? How are you going to, to handle it? And, um, taking deep breaths because it's a couple of people asked, and because this is related to outdoor, outdoor women, um, there was a lot of folks bringing up a sport. And so feeling things in a, in a sport And this woman asked, like she was climbing recently and she was a, a good climber. She'd been climbing for a long time, but she got in a situation that was scary for her. And she got frustrated and scared and was crying, you know, like on this climb. And so it's like, what do you do like in that very moment? Um, and it still came down to at first, like take, take the deep breaths. Um, and because there's two different, two different ways to have handled that, but no matter what, if you're in a heightened state of kind of anxiety and your heart rate and whatnot, then you're not going to be able to make decisions. So take some breaths to be able to analyze the situation. Is it really risky? Like, can I take a moment and breathe? Um, no, then, okay, we can, we can calm down, take a moment. If it's a yes, then it's like still calm down, uh, because you need your brain to be firing on like all cylinders to be able to take the proper, the next proper next step. Because if you're not thinking clearly, then you cannot manage risk clearly. So, and I feel like no matter what, whether, okay, you're not in a risky situation climbing, but you feel that fear or anger, like taking those deep breaths. And I use those two because for me personally, that is when I will make the most brash decisions, like without thinking, um, sadness, a kind of just, you know, sulk, but I don't, feel that I make any impulsive decisions, but fear or anger is where I personally would tend to make more impulsive and rash decisions that I may not be proud of later or whatnot. So taking that time, breathing in and walking away. And I think that even with your partner, recognizing that too, is like walking away, isn't always just like they're writing you off it may yeah, be better no. for both parties. Like to, to like, I moment. need a minute. Yeah. Like, especially when you get into those arguments where you're just like spiraling and it's been like hours and you're like, yeah. am I on, is this groundhog day? Because this yes. is like never ending and we're not getting like, we're not being productive with this. We're just like freaking pissed and not being heard or not, yeah. not correctly feeling within us. What so yeah, Marie and I, when we get into arguments, he'll walk away, smoke a cigarette, or like there will be moments in our arguments where I'm like, you need to go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Like just yes. step away. So yeah. And it just helps give you perspective, man. Totally. And, and we're all human. We all do it. Even like our therapists who coach us through this shit, get mm-hmm. themselves into situations like this. Yeah. Everyone does. And I feel like I've been like, I don't know, pretty good at handling emotions, but it's been a few years that I feel like the frustration and anger I'm getting, it's getting harder sometimes to manage. Um, and I don't know if that's because I don't have as many outlets as maybe I 
I did have, or maybe, I don't know, just the season of life. Um, maybe for you, I feel like potentially it could be like your relationships because no, and I'm not saying like, because you have talked about not meeting people like who you have back at home. And so yeah. therefore having that like face to face person to person, like depth of a relationship, mm -hmm. it, it, it helps you let your boundaries down a little bit more and being able to have those, those raw connections and those raw conversations. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like just not getting it out as much, um, before it's too, too much or something, but, oh, I was going to say something else too. And I totally, and I want to say, I'm not trying to say that you don't have good friends down there. I'm just, no, saying, no, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm not down there. So I no, can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just and kidding. exactly. No, like you said, <laughs> I have talked about it before and it's, it is again, season of life, whether it's just I don't even think, honestly, it's just being in Tahoe. There was a time that I, I did feel like it was just being down here, but now kind of just looking at friends and whatnot, my, just in our age, like life is just so different for everybody that I think a lot of my friends are on like left to their own devices more than they once were because everyone has so much going on. So you're yeah. not like, going just driving over to your your friend's house uh because i don't know they live with someone else have kids or married or whatever have so much going on that it's not as easy as like oh i know so and so's home now i'm going to just show up and life isn't quite as impulsive and spontaneous for for everybody anymore and i think also again as women we think about that more of i don't want to burden someone else with my hey. problems like That's this is fine this isn't a big deal i can get over it i'm just having a emotional day over something stupid which goes back to what um gosh i have to look her name up because i should be like calling her out because she's in this group but the uh, therapist last night mentioned of yeah like you yes you should be feeling that to, to say even to yourself like you shouldn't be feeling that emotion. It's just like, why? Like, no, yeah, I, yeah. I am angry. And this is why, is it silly? Yeah, maybe it is. You know, sometimes we get mad over stupid, stupid things, but that doesn't negate the fact that in that moment you are mad because of this silly reason. So just, it may be better of accepting that and riding that wave and, totally. and getting over it instead of, shoving it down because I think we've all had those days that I don't know you just maybe you didn't sleep good and wake up and all these little stupid things are going wrong and just make you so mad throughout the whole day that you just keep pushing them down pushing them down until one thing finally happens that lets them all out because you never yeah. let that emotion escape in the first place because uh -huh, we're and and like the fact that we're taught to like hold it together constantly always all the time is like what is that? Why do we have to do that? I know. <laughs> and I know there's like a time and a place and like all that stuff, but like, I don't want to hold it together always. No, exactly. And I have been a, uh, the victim of holding it in way too much and letting it out. Like it still goes out at that wrong wrong place or to the wrong people like suddenly in the middle of work <laughs> and like, because you just didn't let yourself go through those emotions initially or something um 
and but yeah it's like I said, you can't always just let it go as soon as something happens. But I think working a little more on actually maybe talking yourself at least through it, like yeah. with the steps of, yeah, accepting it, figuring yes. out what kind of caused it. And, and then you can maybe work through it a little bit better as soon as you have the chance or whatnot. Um, I know I'm definitely going to go into this next week being like, okay, identify what I'm feeling identify where I'm holding it in my body, accept it and like go through the, I definitely am going to try my hardest and to also help my son do that. Like I've always been a big advocate for being like, okay, guys, feel your feelings and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But he's also getting to a point and an age where he knows that he can um, get things to his favor based on whatever emotions he's having you know uh, like plays yep. he's being manipulative, manipulative. Yes. <laughs> yes. and like why do we why is that like in us it's just in us like yeah. I mean maybe I taught it to him maybe Murray taught it to him maybe he learned it through school like where do we learn that manipulation and I had a conversation with a girlfriend and she was talking about her intimate relationship with her partner and how um, she's been trying to communicate her love language with her partner. And Mm -hmm. she's like, this is my love language. And every time her partner approached her, they would do it in a way where it's like honk, honk, grab, grabs, like just like very uh, like silly for one, like a little bit childish, just like not her love language and like did not turn her on and was like, as women, we need to like be revved up hundred percent. And she was just like, I don't understand how they're not understanding these like blatant words that I'm telling them about how I like to be revved up, what my love language is. And then when they do come at me with that, like honk, honk, grab, grab thing, Uh they get, they like get, they put their Cause you turn them down when that happens. Yes. And so therefore they put their uh, feeling ashamed or like embarrassed that they put themselves out there to do the Hong Kong grab, grab thing in a way to like, be like, Hey, I'm going to swoon you. Yeah. They put their feelings on you of being like, Oh, well, uh, I did this thing and you're, you're making me feel that like, you know what I mean? to say because we totally been in those situations yeah exactly and as women or yes. like people in I mean I haven't been with another woman so I haven't had that scenario be put on me by another woman in mm-hmm. an intimate situation but I don't know like when you put your guard down and you're like oh my god I'm gonna hit on this person and then when it doesn't work out in your favor you're like oh, how could this person and and so just like yeah taking a moment to be like what feeling am I feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Identify it, accept it. And instead of like projecting your emotions onto another person and making them feel responsible for your yes. emotions, you need to reel it in and be like, what am I feeling? What is this feeling I'm feeling? So, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, you really have to be on the same page as whoever you're having that conversation with, whatever relationship, whether it's your like life partner or a friend or parent, sibling, whoever it is, 
it's really hard to have these conversations if they don't understand emotions or whatnot themselves. So it's like you and I could have a great conversation of, Hey, you made me feel this way. And this is why, and you would listen and understand because you know where I'm coming from. Whereas if you're trying to have that conversation with maybe somebody who doesn't want to talk about emotions or just doesn't get it, then they shut you down. And then again, they're like what you said, their feelings are now going to project onto you of like, you're responsible for now making them feel like crap. So you're trying your hardest to nicely have a conversation and tell somebody like, Hey, you know, I really like prefer, prefer this instead Mm -hmm. of the Hong Kong crab, crab, whatever. And you know, that person might take offense and be hurt. And, and now they're going to feel like, Oh, I don't even want to like, you, you just don't like me. Like I'm, I don't, you're not attracted to me at all or whatever. And, and then now, now you feel like crap because they're telling you like, you just made me feel like shit. And it's like, no, like I am trying to explain to you (laughs) what I want, what I need and how we can both just be better together. I'm not saying you're a terrible person unless you do it the way that I, you know, want it done or this or that. Or that that the way that my love language works should be the go about it. Like it should be a, your love language and my love language mesh, (laughs) meshing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just so, so difficult to navigate at times, especially because I think everybody goes through their peaks and valleys and there's just a lot of things that don't get talked about because of of that you're afraid that you're going to make the other person feel bad uh, no matter what it's about whether it's just you know day to day or sexual or whatever you're just so afraid of hurting that person's feelings and then making things things worse and completely losing the spark or something like that but it's it's just and your history with that person like how you assume the roles yeah I know with like my sisters we automatically assume these roles in arguments and conversations and assume this and assume that and it's just wild how the history comes into play too yeah yeah I uh I've not had to have any like hard conversations with family members or anything in a long time so that's that's nice but I do feel like at least with my brother we um kind of do the same kind of internal work or have a bit of the same uh awareness there are times that I think that I have more because I I don't know because I'm a woman and I just think that in some things he says I'm like oh come on like (laughs) (laughs) like you're just throwing a pity party or something but uh but yeah I don't know I I don't know if we would have any roles that we'd go into other than just like older older brother role and then for me it's just I always feel like I've just listened to him um and try to give him advice being that he's the older one then it just sometimes is like a little bit hard but uh these dogs are going crazy for this stick again (laughs) yeah I just really wanted to talk a little touch at least a little bit on on that and I guess if uh okay so when you're feeling the feelings, like we, it's funny, we don't talk about happiness at all. Right. It yeah. is <laughs> the same as when, um, 
So people, they always say you, uh, you talk so much crap about your like significant other or something to your friends. And often yeah. your friends have this bad view of your like boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, wife, whatever it is, because you're using your friends as your soundboard. So you're always complaining about them instead of saying like, oh my God, Murray was the best. We went on this romantic walk yeah. on the beach and this and that, because you feel if you say all those good things, then you're going to be gloating. And it's, yes. and you can't talk about the happy things, but that's where like visions of people get skewed where you're like, why are you with that person? They're awful, but yeah. that's only maybe like 10% of the time. Maybe yeah. it's more, you know, or less, but in, or in that person's mind, it's, yeah. Um, For that person. but it comes to the same with emotions that I thought, like, I don't think about like, what do I do when I'm super, super happy? Cause I was about to ask you. So when you're feeling like at the height of anger or sadness or guilt or something, do you have any go-to things that you do? Like, do you immediately like, I am going to go for a walk or run a bike or anything like that? Um, for anger, when I'm like at the peak of anger, I think I definitely feel the biggest urge to like want to go for a walk yeah <laughs> breathe heavy and just be like <sighs> and yell 100% yell yes 100% 100% I mean that's yeah. why they made these things um the like wrecking rooms or whatever you know that yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. rent out and with sledgehammers and go break a bunch of shit because that is just the internal I feel like natural urge of anger is like you need to destroy and and it makes you just feel feel better I don't know why but um but yeah it wasn't part of my question like what do you do when you're just feeling happy and on top of the world yeah but it's because like obviously with all things it depends right if you're having the best day and just feeling super happy you're not always just gonna go like do one specific thing but if you're feeling really angry you may more so or sad have a, a routine that you specifically do like yep. and I don't and then maybe maybe that's something to think about and to to figure out and yeah. you don't have to have just one but have a couple options of like once you start to notice these feelings of yeah maybe it's go for a walk but yeah. what if you can't go for a walk because maybe yeah. you're at work or driving or it's the middle of the night. I don't know. So yeah. what, what else can you do? Yeah. Have like a few backup reactions and put them. Cause what really helps is putting them into action and like practicing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great conversation topic. I really love what we're talking about because, well, because they're real and they are. You have like a practice or a ritual or a routine that you do when these things do happen. Cause it helps you transition through them a little bit better. Exactly. Especially if it's with someone else, like, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, then you're not going to take it out wrongly on them and you can have a conversation instead or figure out what it is that's really going on because especially in the heat of a moment it may be a multitude of things but there's got to be like one root problem and so I think you need to figure out be able to figure out what that is and start from there instead of just like 
all of this is wrong. Uh, Like work from the ground up. And I've, like I said, as I've been feeling just like more anger and frustration the last couple of weeks over a multitude of things and not knowing like what the heck to do with it, because it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like yeah, I'll yeah. be fine or something. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, a thought or something happens and then it hits. And I was just realizing I, I don't have a plan. I don't have anything to get this out other than talking to a couple friends about the frustration, but that's not solving anything. It's always great to talk to people, but it wasn't, that wasn't working for me. It wasn't enough. Um, And maybe that's because obviously I needed to, again, get to the root of the problem, which would be talking to the person that it involves most. But, um, but I'm like, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't, because I'm just too mad. Like, no, I don't want to go paddle boarding and relax. Yeah. I want to break shit. Yeah, I want yeah. to punch somebody. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking about that on bit. my <laughs> drive home last night about, oh, I wish I would have asked about frustration and what I'd be interested to hear and what this woman had to say uh, if she had any tidbits and ideas of what to do when anger and frustration hit because I think again those are the two emotions where people act very impulsively that's why things like road rage exist and um and and those stupid decisions because of anger and whatnot so it's like what are what were the go-tos of that besides breathing I'll ask my therapist tomorrow yeah you should yes um, yeah, I wanted to look into this woman now, since I'm a part of the, the group of the outdoor women's wellness. So they have a membership that you can join and it's yearly and they have webinars each month. And then all of these services are also offered virtually. So that's really cool because yeah, just even if you are in their area, just not as easy to always meet up and I'm doing nutrition with them virtually right now, but cool. I wanted to look into this gal as far as therapy, um, just to see what it was all about. Cause she does, well, she specializes in marriage and family, but I, I, she's obviously a part of this group. So does individual stuff too. Um, but yeah, just, just kind of curious because, at first, you know, you always think of a therapist as just to be able to talk to somebody who has an unbiased opinion and, and tell you like your thoughts are either like correct or not. That's mm-hmm. a, I feel like that's what the stereotypical view of therapy is, but what it is, is learning how to, to, to find the tools to, yeah. to deal with this stuff and that every feeling is valid. Um, but yeah, learning the tools. So yeah. Frustration. And, and, and what's best for it. you? Cause yeah. not the, the way that I handle my anger and frustration is not going to be the same that someone else does. So if for me, I think that's like going to a friggin' boxing class, then, then yeah. But what I fear is if that's what I rely on, then I'm going to want to box someone for real <laughs> when the anger does come up and I can't like go get it out at a class. But yeah. I guess I got a lot of shit around here. I should just set up a punching bag in the trees. Yeah, definitely do that. Go That's town. Every uh, time I see a punching bag, like at somebody's house or whatever, you have to I hit it. it. You have to hit it, have man. To hit it. And you got to give it the old dad shake too. You got to be like, is this thing 
uh, or hang from it. I don't know. You do you do you with your yeah, punching all of the bag. above. Yeah. Like just staring at all these trees. I'm like, yeah, I want a punching bag out here now. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging on it. Um, yeah, so uh, the goal too of this conversation, as always, say it all the time, is that people can relate and think about it now maybe in their their own ways I don't think we necessarily give people the tools per se but they might be able to think about like yeah I what do I do when I have yeah. this strong emotion and yeah I oh, should find I feel it in my yeah and how am I going to react next time I'm, I'm feeling this and like how am I going to like take the time to stop and be like what is this all humans are WIP, just works in progress. Mm-hmm. And it all changes all the time. You need different things all the time. It's not always. So yeah, having a few things in your back pocket for these strong feelings is a, is a good thing that I need to think about for sure myself. Um, Same. And, and just let yourself go do it instead of shoving it away. It's like, how can I get this out? And because it feels like a lot of pent up energy. So that's why I think people tend to do things like want to take a walk or want to work out or run or hit something is because this energy just is like so built up and you have to get it out somewhere. And even yelling, that's a lot of energy to expend that. So it's this thing that's about to burst. So what are several ways you can go deal with it and get it, get it out in a healthy way (laughs) yeah that doesn't hurt other people or yourself yeah (laughs) because some people will you know do something like over exercise because they're just especially if you're going through something in life that just seems to be never ending maybe it's a a divorce or custody battle or something like that or work just a toxic work environment and your way to get out frustration and anger is to, to run, but now you're running like way, way, way too much and making yourself like sick. And it can turn into a, uh, overuse injuries, eating disorders, freaking yeah. like ad- workout addictions, things like that. Um, so having those different options of way to deal with it, um, or just being again, self-aware of like, okay, I need to reel it in yeah exactly exactly reel it in yeah um and even like drinking too or like turning to substances or whatever your vices are there's healthy healthier ways to go about it yeah and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind but that is what so many people do with all of these emotions and and sadness in there too is like just go turn to substances to forget about it and to numb it uh because no matter what you're doing it's trying to calm yourself down and and to not think about it or not stew on it but the substance thing is like really shoves it in and then that creates a whole nother problem society accepts it so so normally like you're like oh i'm this angry because of that oh i need a friggin beer or i need need, i'm pissed i need to go have a cigarette or Mm -hmm. like whatever it is it's just funny how we instead of like 
accepting whatever it is, acknowledging it, listening to our bodies. Like we just like, oh, I need this. I need that. I'm going to go retail therapy, you know, like, it's yeah, like yes. we have all these distractions instead of being like, okay, Still what is it. happening here in my body? Yeah. And I definitely, I know the feelings of anger because it, it's just for me, a lot of like just tense, every muscle is super, super tense. Um, and that's where it feels like I just want to get things out by using my muscles like violently, (laughs) but, um, but I haven't, I don't know. I would like to pay more attention to all of the other feelings in the actual physical sensations that are going on in, in my body as well because I, I definitely don't pay too much attention to to that um me either man I'm yeah. gonna I'm definitely gonna this week I'm gonna yeah really when I'm do you try. talk to your therapist Wednesdays or something Tuesdays? uh Fridays oh huh. oh nice I was also going to say within the whole like when you're feeling really intense reel it in thing I really love yoga for that because it helps me bring all my focus into my body. I don't know if you do that with yoga, but like, I just like, there's so many moments within yoga where I'm just like really within my body. I mean, it depends. I, so I feel like I can't really go on a, I can't do slow type of movements when I'm feeling these high emotions, like at the peak of an emotion, even if it's sadness. Um, sometimes I feel like I can't, when I'm super, super duper sad, like I just can't do anything. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sleep and just do nothing. Anger or fear or something, I feel like I have to do something more intense where it basically like tires me out or something to not feel to like have the feeling lessen. Yeah. Um, to do yoga, I feel like I have to be in a good headspace because yes. otherwise I just won't do it. And it's interesting because, yeah, yoga should be able to get you into that good headspace. But I, I can't try and do yoga when I'm feeling angry or sad, uh, because then I'm just, I'm just like, I don't want to fucking do this. (laughs) I just don't want to do this. I can't concentrate because my mind's running a million miles a minute. So first and foremost, I have to do something that gets my mind to slow down, which is why I think I tend to lean towards something of a higher intensity because my mind then won't even be able to keep up my body. And I will be so tired that my, my mind will have to kind of quiet down a little bit. And then it's like, okay, now I can maybe go and breathe and, and get into my body a little bit more and actually feel the things, but it's almost like I have to like knock it down first and then, then be like, okay, now what's going on. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. And I totally hear you on that. Yeah. But I, you know, I want to be able to just like walk away and like, okay, I'm going to go do yoga and breathe and let my body fizzle out. But I think maybe it's because too, like I said, I just, I get so tense that doing yoga, I am just, just so tense in the moment that I I can't even like be in a pose because I'm just like, 
so yeah I don't think I would ever get into an argument with Murray and then just like be like I need to stop and do yoga yeah (laughs) ever fucking do that but I was just saying within the whole like um uh having like practices and like routines Uh the whole, like the one time that I truly feel like I'm at it, like a meditative state is when I'm doing yoga. And that is when I'm like bringing all of my focus into me and my body. And Ah. sometimes within that, you could be like, oh, I was really, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, No, 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 no. I get it. I I hear you now for sure. And I understand what you mean. And I'm just too in my head with anything that I I don't I really need to just start doing yoga because I make it such a thing where I feel like it has to be perfect like to to feel that way like totally in my body and in tune and in the perfect meditative state I'm like nope I just want to be in my Palapala in Nicaragua doing yoga and that's the only place that I can truly be in like the zenist zenist spot because if I'm not somewhere like that then I'm always thinking, I'm like, okay, I've got 15 minutes to do yeah. some yoga. What else do I have to do for the day? And mm-hmm. I can't get, get in the zone. And it drives me nuts that I can't just spend an hour in the day. Or even when I go to a yoga class and I'm feeling great during the class, as soon as it's over, I'm like out of that state. If I can even get into it. Um, so I think that's great that you can. Yeah. And I try and it's just not, not very easy for me unless I have nothing to do the rest of the day. Well, it's- maybe you could take this into the next week. It's like what, what works for you to find your Zen. Yeah. I can't like really reel it in and like have those moments of like, what am I feeling in my body? This whole past week I've been like thinking about it every morning like I just I need to do some yoga this morning this nice quiet morning and and try and get into it and then I start doing other things and then I'm already Mm -hmm. like in it and projects deep yeah and not stopping for it but I should try and I should just go do some now after after this and get into my body and feel what's going on with it and all its emotions nothing's too too heightened right this moment but there's still a lot of emotions in there but nothing's at a peak so that's good yeah that is good that's very good and I hope you feel a little bit better after um our conversation I do I do for sure Um, I enjoyed it too I'm really excited to go into this next week and be like okay Quincy's pissing me off instead of calling him annoying what can I do yeah yeah totally why what's happening yeah what's going on in my body yeah what am I I'm going to go. And then even if you, then if you're able to teach him by using what's in your, your go-to methods of maybe it's going for a walk by yourself or sitting outside alone for 15 minutes and be able to teach him those methods, he will then also recognize when you are feeling a certain way. So eventually there will be a point that he knows he's pushing you and may back off and say like, oh mom, like you need to like have five minutes I get it and he can then say that to you when he's starting to feel this mom you're annoying me I need five minutes alone (laughs) because they get annoyed too too. yeah kids get frustrated and then you're like wait what how the hell am I annoying you (laughs) but 
yeah both ways my mans yeah totally i think you know i'll be happy about this truck situation eventually i also feel like guilty for the the cost of it and putting myself just in another financial situation that's not you know always trying to make it better and then I do something like this I'm like well that's certainly not gonna help um, but I am gonna work with actually Hillary she's not you know she's just good with numbers and she's good with her own finances and so I am I'm making a budget I made one a while ago I just don't really follow it but I'm gonna edit it and I'm going to send it to her and she is going to help me come up with a plan um to just make sure I stay on track and, and can actually work towards paying some of these smaller things off. So I don't have a myriad of payments. It's like, okay, make big chunks here. And then that one's gone. And just realizing as with everything, it takes time. It's not going to be instantly. Um, and, and yeah, just have a a plan so that I feel good and in control. Cause I think you know, I can handle this for sure, but people have just made me feel a little bit insecure about it too lately. And I'm like, I want, I'm going to fucking show you. Like, yeah. Yeah, I have you this are. completely under control and yeah. like, just don't make me feel bad for my fucking decision. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Especially since it's already been made. And also it's a fucking truck. Like if, if I am starting and I'm, I'm not stupid, and I'm self-aware. So if I feel like it's, you know, getting to be too much and like, I really stepped into something that I, I couldn't handle, I could fucking sell it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I could, and maybe I'll lose some money on it or something, but I at least can, I can put myself in a different situation totally. and it's not totally. like I've, yeah, just completely out of all this money to file for bankruptcy yes you're good dude like come on so um so yeah that's part of the emotions with it too it's just feeling uh less confident in my decision making and just all all the things and it's yeah I would say like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. It's just a truck or it feels so silly, but we just talked about all this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, that's the way I feel. And I should feel this way. And, um, but I can make it, make it better. And I like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Life will go on. Life will definitely go on. Life is going on every life fucking minute on. of the day. It's going on way <laughs> too fast. I know. Way oh. too fast. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll, what we'll be able to get to next week. It might have to be a, a two week span as my schedule, I think changes a little bit next week, but we'll see what we can do. And are you, have you met up with your, your pals about, um, talking more about abortion and whatnot? No, I have not. We talked about doing an abortion brunch, um, but it's looking like nobody has enough time until, come august okay well that's fine i mean like i said just keep me posted with with that and if we want to have a conversation whether after or with uh like with them again or just kind of you can fill in and follow up and yes yes yes, that's obviously just going to be a complete ongoing thing for a long time yes 
it is. I did talk to Caroline about the episode that we had where we talked about her email that she sent us and she said that there were definitely moments where she laughed and so I'm glad that she was entertained and like had a good laugh over our our episode about abortion. Good, good. We didn't butcher her stuff too much or is that why she laughed? No, no, no. She laughed about the part of like being shameful about masturbating and how like it's been said that like if you masturbate, your eyes will fall out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff, the crazy freaking lies that we're told to be ashamed for the things that we do naturally, like be happy, sad and want to jerk it off, you know? Yeah. We're just people, okay? We are. We're just people trying to figure out how the fuck to be people. Yeah, so just let us do our thing. <laughs> that might be the title. Are, people trying to figure out. <laughs> don't make people go blind. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. All uh, right, my friend. Well, anything before we, we sign off? Hopefully people get something out of it and it wasn't just a mishmash of how to, like, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you guys talking about? What are you saying <laughs> about yoga? <laughs> it's all relevant man it is it is um yeah all right well the silly dog is dragging around this stick again keeps dropping it on my toes making me very angry Uh, Uh, and i'm i'm recognizing that and i'm breathing what do i do i throw the stick (laughs) thus getting anger out and making him happy yeah all right well we'll chat again very soon and maybe it'll be on a specific topic and maybe it won't (laughs) all right where the roles take us totally okay sayonara world ciao pal we hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, We'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram, tearingituppodcast is the handle. Like the post, share the post, comment on the post, whatever it is you got, um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all so again rate and review please and we'll see you next time thanks